been a long time and yeah. we're reunited. Uh, I'm Gloria. I'm Victoria. And we are Chemist Confessions. Now, Chemist Confessions is a simply candid conversation between us, two quirky skincare chemists. Um, we cover things um, from product news to skin science and product education. Um, and also share our own skincare mishaps. Yeah, and most importantly, we answer your questions, so yep. send them in. Yeah, so today, um, man, so it's been three months. It feels so long. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, obviously, Victoria and I, we are co-founders in the, the podcast, our blog, Instagram, our product mm-hmm. line. So we spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. So this quarantine period has been very weird. Yeah, no kidding. Um, speaking of, how was your quarantine? Uh, it was good the first two weeks of it was actually really nice Mm -hmm. it was good to kind of step away we had a really crazy travel schedule just Mm -hmm. trying to run around make sure our r&d's on point uh product development's on time and we have a few we're lucky to have a few foreign um wholesale accounts so all of that together oh and for those of you who don't know right before the covid situation we were lucky to be selected to be part of target's uh, accelerator mm-hmm. program so all that flying was getting to a point where my skin was losing the authority to talk about skin <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean right it was definitely taking a toll and i will say like it's already much easier to have a co-founder trying to do this kind of, you know, startup business, I guess. Um, but when you start losing enthusiasm, you know, the energy, it just, it wanes, you know? I really hope it doesn't come across in our podcast sometimes when we're like, hey guys, uh, today I guess we're trying to talk about acids. I'm pretty sure they can tell. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but we're re-energized. Yeah, so it is really good to be back. Um, because of the big break, uh, we are knee-deep into summer now. Um, we had plans to kind of transition everyone's routines from winter gently into summer like introduce ideas like one product at a time and we had this beautiful timeline but none of that anymore we're going balls to the wall just like having everyone um just think about overhauling their sun, uh, summer routines it's like um, we hibernated and crawled out and it's like sun <laughs> yeah exactly so so that's kind of the goal for today yeah. yeah and for those of you who are new to our podcast what we do is um we have a loose theme for the episode and like victoria mentioned this week it's all about summer routine mm-hmm. we will start out by just talking about news around um around skincare mm-hmm. we'll talk about our main topic answer any questions mm-hmm. we'll break it up with some site fun facts because you know because we like it that's what we do we like it yes (laughs) and it's our podcast (laughs) so shall we get started with the news yeah let's do it and finally can we just say for a moment let's please take a break from actual news yes actually actually when we were talking about what to do for this episode uh the consensus was no more quarantine related stuff don't don't you feel like you it's now gotten to a point where you have to you just have to control it you can only listen to 10 minutes worth of crazy ass news and it's just just for your mental health you know you just gotta control it oh 
actually, before we get into the news, what are we drinking here, Victoria? <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing <laughs> is that today we are just having a good old beer. Yep, we're having a beer. We're having Founders IPA. Founders call us. We're not sponsored by them, but we could be. <laughs> founders for founders. <laughs> oh, and, and, and half the people have now turned off this podcast. Come back! <laughs> Come back for skin time. <laughs> Allure has already come out with their Reader's Choice um, Awards for skincare. Um, so we're just going to blow through them really quickly, talk about ones we like and ones we don't like. Um, so uh, they list Garnier Missler All-in-One, Tatcha The Water Cream, Kate Somerville Exfoliate, their exfoliation product. Um, that It's definitely a longer name than that, but we... We exfoliate or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Ole Henriksen's Banana Bright Eye Cream. Lenny. Sorry, I'm just picturing someone cutting up a banana and just putting it on their eyes. <laughs> 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 uh, Lip Sleeping Mask, which is a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think that's new. But that's definitely not new. Yeah. Super Goop Unseen Sunscreen Broad Spectrum SPF 40, which I will say this is probably my favorite on the list. Um, it has been... We've gotten a lot of like great reviews from that from like our followers Mm -hmm. and um yeah i think the overall texture is not bad so that would be my favorite um they also list the ordinary hyaluronic acid and panthenol that's actually my least favorite i'm sorry (laughs) sorry keep going it's very vanilla it's it's vanilla and i the texture to me is just a little awful Mm. Sorry, was that too blunt? A little awful. Is yeah. <laughs> it's my personal opinion, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then finally, Mario Badescu's drying lotion, which personally for me is my least favorite. And I just don't think that's actually a very helpful product for acne. So it's, yeah. it's, it's true. It's very drying. I just feel like drying is such a last generation concept of yeah, what you have to do to exactly. take care of acne. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, some quick product highlights. Hold on, I need a I need a positive highlight. Oh yeah, that's true. I actually I do like the Laneige lip sleeping mask. Oh, that's a cop out. Hey, <laughs> hey, it is very good. I, I I like it, and usually, and I usually just use petrolatum mm-hmm. or or our balm. Mm-hmm. Um, Laneige hey. is one of the products where I feel like. Even though it's positioned as a sleeping mask, because I guess sleeping masks are in. Yeah. But I like it for the day. It's just a little color and just enough protection, and it's fine. Totally agree. They have that mint one, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't tried that one yet, but it sounds nice. So. Yeah. Whenever yeah. Sephora reopens, we will. Oh. In other news, um, <clears throat> while the economy is very questionable and unstable Mm -hmm. right now we will say there are a lot of beauty brands launching Mm -hmm. um we'll just list a few and run through them very quickly um the first one being kristen bell has announced she'll be launching her own cbd skincare line of course she did (laughs) another celebrity back brand so another celebrity back cbd brand yeah true (laughs) um and then Fenty Beauty is actually now making their way into skincare. So we'll see about that. I 
have certain questions, but who knows? Actually, I'm curious. Did they? I I didn't see. I saw that they were making skincare line. Did they announce any specific SKUs or product? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very curious. Yeah, but I mean, if they do like hybrid makeup skincare, that might be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'd look into that. Yeah. Um. Oh good yeah, habit. they're good habit. Um, they are a new brand that is launching a line, uh, completely filled with blue light protecting skincare. How do you feel about that, Victoria? <laughs> Put me on the spot. Yes, I am. <laughs> um. I'm just going to say blue light is not my third concern nor my fifth concern. So to have an entire line of blue light protection products is just not very interesting <laughs> for me. Victoria's being very peaceful. <laughs> How I feel about it is it's just it really isn't the main thing that's causing damage. And... The thing is, if you the things that in literature too, in science that will help with protecting you from blue light damage, is the things that will protect you from other stuff like UV light, IRA. It's a good, good cleans, cleansing habit, good moisturizing habits, and a really good mm-hmm. rounded, well rounded antioxidant routine. Mm-hmm. So antioxidant routine. So yes, that's what I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> I will say I'm very curious to see how they're testing because Mm -hmm. that is the biggest question that we have around blue light is no one has really done a good job of translating that into a good test to prove that it's something we should be concerned about um so yeah i I guess that's a good point that's why like you know like sometimes like anti-pollution is hard for me because (laughs) on one hand i feel like a lot of the products that advertise Mm anti-pollution is like eh, but then there are a lot of cool tests of how people actually measure the effects of pollution on your skin. So it's like one where products haven't really caught up to science yet, but there's promise. But blue light is one where like everything's a mystery. So maybe maybe they'll take cell phones to people's faces. Oh god! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why would you say that? I can see it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, next one. Shiseido is actually launching a new unisex brand called Balm. B-A-U-M. Um, it's going to be a prestige brand, um, skincare and fragrance oriented. Um, has a really interesting story. They want to build awareness around trees. So how they're doing that is that their packaging is, I believe, using PRP, post-recycled plastic, mm. as well as, um, uh, I guess, leftover wood from a furniture maker in japan mm-hmm. um so yeah they're gonna use this upcycle wood it's actually the packaging is very beautiful um but i mean it sounds very expensive and i just hope the skincare lives up to yeah branding this is where i think we can get very philosophical about it <laughs> yeah. because packaging waste is a big problem mm-hmm. but a lot of times the solutions are very expensive mm-hmm. and ultimately people are buying skincare for what's inside the packaging so mm-hmm. if you give me this beautiful upcycle wood and put foot cream in my <laughs> in my face cream like i I just don't know if that will make a big difference in the mm-hmm. long run. But I guess kudos for Shiseido for figuring out that upcycling and recycling um, supply chain. <laughs> 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 that upcycling and recycling supply chain. It's the 
first video. We're working on this. Oh my god, we're only the one within come. <laughs> and last but not least, was, yeah. it's not really the news, but um, you see a lot of review articles online all the time talking about new launches and new products. Mm. Um, they get a lot of times press get free samples to talk about it. Not to say none of that review matters or it's not real, um, but sometimes the headlines are a little exaggerated. It makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. So I read on Well and Good that <clears throat> they were talking about I think was it the Ole Harrington pineapple cleanser? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So this new launch was described as. This pineapple cleanser is like sunshine in a bottle, and I can't stop washing my face now. Please stop washing your face. You only need to do it once, max twice a day. Just saying. Also, sunshine in a bottle, I... I yeah, it, the whole combo of words is it's, it's a slightly unfortunate, it's but I get humor. the enthusiasm. Yeah, I just picture some like poor intern, like, whew, capturing sunlight. <laughs> yeah no we get where they're going for but like just the outcome is a little humorous right right yeah um so yeah i think the we do want to say wrapping up and just talking about all these new launches that are coming out um it's clear that skincare only continues to be more and more saturated Mm -hmm. and that's why it's really important that we all just do just a little bit of research to help us discern and filter out brands that don't work for your skin it's just i just get this feeling more and more like i feel the stress of Mm -hmm. how many more brands just keep getting added how many more products are added so um that is one thing i do want to say just with all these new brands coming in yeah and they i don't know i feel like there's a demand and for us too it's Sometimes it makes me feel like, okay, there is value in what we do, but on certain days, it feels a little overwhelming, yeah. right? Like, we don't... The thing is, consumer interest that's driving all these new brands coming out yeah. is good for yes. research. Yes. But then on the other hand is you have a lot of garbage to weed through, so... Yeah, exactly. So send us your questions. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I think it's time we get to the meat of the actual podcast. Oh, you mean that wasn't the meat of the podcast? <laughs> you mean it's not over? <laughs> Wait, we're not, we're not fighting off yet. Mind everyone, Gloria has dry skin. I have oily skin, so mm-hmm. it's perfect that we can like speak from both sides. Um, but yeah, we first uh, with summer, and also uh, in recognizing that we're all still kind of in self quarantine. Um, <laughs> one of the things we have to deal with is is or that's on people's minds is self care, mm-hmm. um, and so masking is not a very popular thing right now. Yeah, and, and we can't see your estheticians either. Oh yeah, that's been a bummer. Support yeah. your estheticians when they're back in business, especially the ones yeah. that, um, I mean, they're hit really hard, yeah. and there are a lot of them that do you want to. Even though they want to get back to work, they're making sure that their clients are safe and healthy. Right. So. Definitely do think about scoping out your local business, local estheticians, mm-hmm. and support them. Um, anyway, like Victoria mentioned, masking mm-hmm. is uh, very popular right now. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about about masks in general, sheet masks specifically. Um, so before we get started, we just want to throw out there that 
they are a great hydrator it's like super soaking your face with one product but beyond that if it's telling you that it's gonna turn back time it's gonna erase wrinkles take those claims with a mm. grain of salt exactly um it's mostly for hydration which is important but anything else is kind of yeah and and we also we'll be honest like we like sheet masks mm-hmm. too there's nothing wrong with having that me time and mm-hmm. pampering yourself like that all matters and so you know definitely just because it may not hold up in terms of anti-aging claims and pigmentation um it again hydration is a key component to healthy skin so there's nothing wrong with it yeah so first things first what's the first sheet mask so uh when you go about trying to choose a sheet mask Mm. um the first thing you should consider is the material of the Mm -hmm. sheet mask uh first up hydrogels Hydrogels are your like little jelly floppy things yeah. that um, they're sometimes made from algae. They're different, maybe cellulose, just different polymers that uh, is used to hold water and you just stick that slab on your skin. <laughs> um, By 30 minutes, it's probably sliding down. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the good thing about it is it, it is cooling. It's kind of fun. The texture is a little funky. But the bad thing is, it's a little, to me, especially for me, it's mm. questionably hydrating. Because it is a material that holds on to water. And supposedly by osmosis, that water gets into sure. your skin. But after a while, when the gel is dry, you, you strike a balance, right? Once mm. the gel water content and your skin's water content is at equilibrium, it kind of stops. Mm-hmm. And from my use experience... It stops pretty fast. <laughs> ah, okay. So you feel like, so do you? So you feel the need to definitely layer over. Yes. Okay. Well, for all sheet masks, I feel the need to layer true, over. True. But then for hydrogels, it feels like. Does it feel like not hydrating yes, at all? Yes. Ah, okay. okay. Like for me, it, it, most of the benefits from cooling mm. and not from hydrating. It's not very substantial. Okay. And do you feel like it's also formula dependent, like? Usually a lot of them are so glycol-based. I wonder if that's ever been an issue. So it's not an issue, but I don't feel like it gives me any benefits mm. other than the cooling patch type Got of it. scenario. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's just not very good at delivery. Mm, right? It doesn't okay. feel like much is getting in. Okay, got it. All right. So To sum up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I will say to follow up with that, I actually don't have any problems with hydrogel Mm. um i think yeah as gloria said cooling can be great especially for irritated skin Mm -hmm. um and so i i I think in terms of oily i i really don't have a problem we're going to talk about biocellulose after um those two are my favorite and i don't really Mm -hmm. have a preference either way um yeah, but I think that's fine. I, I, I don't have a lot of comments on it. Actually, I, should, on it. I should add that there, there are different types of hydrogel yeah. out there. They're the ones that has a little bit of a stick to it. Mm-hmm. Those are better. There are also ones that's like a little bit more rigid. And instead of like laying, like really sticking mm-hmm. to your skin, you can just, like, let's say you put it under your eye and you just feel it go, yeah, Yep. No bueno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next up. All right, biocellulose. So, yeah, we... I. So it has a lot of really cool data on just like mm-hmm. soothing skin. So this is probably our, will always be the one we recommend for people. The kind of unfortunate thing about biocellulose is it is more expensive um, yes. on average. So um, on top of that, um, also can be cooling, soothing. So that's great. Um, 
And I would say that probably the thing we've noticed is that biocell, a lot of people can claim biocellulose, but you won't know until you open it. Yeah. That it's like actually the good biocellulose. So what you're looking for is something that really just sticks to your skin, that conforms to your skin perfectly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's one way to tell. And another thing about biocellulose is, so fun fact, one of my favorite masks is the SkinCeuticals biocellulose mask. She's bougie. (laughs) I have like one legacy one left. (laughs) It is like $20 a pop. I got it for free the first time I tried it. It has one ingredient. It's water. Mm-hmm. It's freaking water. And it's just the material is so it fully like encases your face and just cooling hydration the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's like, like I said, it's money. I've tried like much cheaper biocellulose and it's not quite the same. There's no. a quality difference. No. And something we've learned as industry insiders is like, yeah, not all biocellulose is made the same, mm-hmm. which is really scary to us is yeah. that the upcharge on it is insane, um, but it's also hard to know, like, yeah. What, that you're getting your money The for. quality yeah. of biocellulose. So that's kind of the tough part, but again, if you um, if you have someone that can vouch for it, you can try it out mm-hmm. and you know. Um, great, great category to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so, and then last but not least. Well, the woven category. We which don't is, care about this one. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell by the generic name. But this mm. is the most common one. Mm-hmm. So it's the cheapest real, one. Yes, your traditional cloth mm. type um, sheet mask. Mm-hmm. Um, material range far and wide in between. Mm-hmm. It's not advertised, right? No one's going to go out there and say, unless it's biodegradable of some sort, you don't really know. But that this is the most common category. Mm. Um, I will say... What you want to look for in these is one good adhesion. Mm-hmm. It should conform to your face with no like air bubbles, bubble gaps. And you you guys know the type. Like the ones that's just like slides off a little easier. Paper. doesn't really clean. Yes. <laughs> Paper. <laughs> There's some that's also a little rough almost. <laughs> yeah. And it, and then the second um, characteristic you should lo- look for is that... <clears throat> is that it has lasting water retention. Because, mm-hmm. again, the idea of masking is really super soaking your face. Mm-hmm. So if it if you feel like it's drying out after five minutes, not a good one. Move mm-hmm. on. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and then finally, something to keep in mind that is um, really great for people who, you know, have more finicky skin types, sensitive skin types, is preservatives. Mm-hmm. Um, sheet masks actually require a lot of uh, require a, a lot, lot of preservatives. So um, with that, you can quickly figure out what system doesn't quite work for your skin via your sheet mask. So mm-hmm. great indicator of, yeah, overall skin behavior. So yeah, that would be one thing to look at. And, um, and another word of suggestion mm-hmm. is to help preserve sheet masks. There are high levels of glycols in mm-hmm. sheet masks, like butylene, yeah, propylene, glycol. And so after you use a sheet mask, whatever you put on your skin will penetrate a lot easier. Mm. So uh, on one hand, if your skin's tolerant, it's really good to add a serum or active so it Mm. penetrates better. But if you're a sensitive skin and you're like, ooh, now I want to use my acid toner, you might find that that combination is very irritating. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, And then finally, uh, how much did you spend on it, Gloria? 
I am very cheap when it comes to masks. Unless um, it's SkinCeuticals. Unless it's that $20 SkinCeuticals <laughs> biocellulose mask. I like to spend under $5 online. Yeah. Um, I think I will say I'm not going to spend dirt cheap money on like the woven skin mask. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I just, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, it's not very gratifying. It's just not feel, worth the 10 minutes. Yeah, it doesn't feel like my skin's pumping. I get nothing out of it. So um, I would say that I'm willing to shell out the $5 for, you know, a nice sheet mask to do like once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm amazed. We've we've heard stories where people feel the need to sheet mask every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't think that's necessary. Um, you don't have to do that. For us, again, like we mentioned before, it's a me time moment. So do as you please as you need like a little boost of hydration but yeah and really if you have time to kick back with a sheet mask with wine every day you know it, it doesn't hurt <laughs> you know you do you <laughs> yeah yeah true um another thing that we've gotten a lot of questions on is um self-care because of while you're wearing all these masks mm-hmm. um a lot of people told us well, one thing is washing your hands all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, we always recommend like find a good balm, um, one that probably doesn't leave your hands super greasy, where you feel like everything you hold is like a bar of soap, mm. uh, <laughs> you know, and then leaves those like fingerprint marks everywhere. Um, but um, the other thing has been the issue of wearing, you know, like the N95 masks, the ones that are really held tight to your skin. They experience chafing, chafing and, mm-hmm. you know, just overall dryness. So um, we just want to mention that, again, um, we understand that petrolatum, while we tout petrolatum, it's not ideal, actually, for N95 masks because yeah. they slip and slide everywhere. You want a very, very good fit for those. Right, yeah. right. So, so we do actually recommend, this is when we would recommend um, dryer balms. So this is, you can look into the shea butters and the... Um, What's the other one that I was thinking of? The waxes. Um, mm. These can all help act as an occlusive while still kind of um, protecting your skin from constant wearing of the mask. So that that's one thing we do want to know. Yeah, and I want to add that if you if you're if you don't have anything on you, something mm. even like a chapstick, mm. where it's like like Victoria said, it's a harder wax. It doesn't deposit a lot a lot of like greasy slip and slide mm-hmm. like petrolatum. Just to give it a little bit of protection, mm-hmm. that helps a lot. So mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Cool. So yeah, that's in terms of um, stay at home, self care. Mm-hmm. I think that about covers it. Um it's actually more importantly, let's get into actual summer routines. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so first things first. Sunscreen. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, we recently did a really cool lazy poll. When I say we did it, it's the followers. Yeah. They, uh, if you ever have some time and you are hunting for a sunscreen, do take a look at it. It is really helpful. Mm. Um, people really know their sunscreens. Yeah. Um, Everyone's very uh, particular because mm-hmm. it is it is personal. Mm-hmm. And sunscreen, our go-to suggestion is will you use a giant handful and slather it over your face? Yeah. Because everything else, you might think, oh, texture doesn't matter that much as long as it works, right? Mm -hmm. But sunscreen is where you cannot be grossed out by your sunscreen. You're going to want to reapply. You're going to be okay with layering on thick because chances are most people are not applying enough. Yeah. Do you? So let me ask you, does Mm. your sunscreen product change per season? 
Yes and no. So in the U.S., it doesn't because mm-hmm. um, it's still dry enough for me to just stick with it. So in the U.S., I prefer uh, organic, um, mm-hmm. organic filters or chemical mm-hmm. filters because I I almost I don't dislike that grease as long as it's not too greasy. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care. Yeah. I actually find like uh, mineral filters to be too drying because mm-hmm. it has that because you're literally caking your face in right. powder, right? Yeah. And, and to me, it just like. It doesn't help if my skin's going through a dry spell, even during more humid months like summer. It just doesn't yeah, feel good. That's so true. But if I go to Asia, if I go back to Taiwan and it, it is a proper swamp during this time, <laughs> uh, then yes, I change my sunscreen. That is Got when it. I even find ones with alcohol. Alcohol. Yep. alcohol. I yeah. couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's it's fascinating because here in the U.S., people are very mindful of alcohol. Mm-hmm. But in Asia, because it's so humid, if they have one layer that has a high level of alcohol, they do not care. Yeah. The fact that it's refreshing, it lightens up their overall routine and the finish. Um, they they really value that. So, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I will say for me, um, same thing. I am a little bit more partial to chem. Actually, I'm totally partial to chemical and organic just because mm. um it gets really heavy quickly and easily um the one mineral that has done really well for me is murad city defense um mm-hmm. but it's like 60 dollars <laughs> yeah so that's another thing that you also don't want to lather over your face like well today my sunscreen yeah. routine is ten dollars can't be selling out that kind of money every two months because right. it's, it's not that much either right so um yeah so organics for me um i will say in terms of transitioning i do transition so mm-hmm. winter um i've been using the purito the clean the green clean the non-fragrance version Mm -hmm. um it's felt great um it does for me i actually replace it as like my moisturizer as well um it's creamy um the finish is not very heavy but overall you do have this kind of like nourished finish um but now that we're headed into summer I will say it is actually too heavy for me. So mm-hmm. now I'm same thing as Gloria. I actually transitioned to all the Asian sunscreens. Um, some of them do have alcohol. It doesn't necessarily phase me. So um, yeah, for all you oily skin uh, friends out there, um, you can consider that. Yeah, and side note, um, zinc oxide. I know mm-hmm. it's like a huge topic because mm-hmm. people, because of the recent. Uh, recent FDA studies that we actually talked about in the last episode <laughs> about chemical filters. Oh, wow, that, that was last episode. That was last episode. Oh my it's, goodness. it's been a full quarter. <laughs> um, so if you do want to go for a full mineral or mm. a zinc oxide only mm. filter system, um, again, same rules apply. Try to go for one where you don't mind layering. So mm. that means absolutely no white cats. No one wants to go to the beach looking like, well, basically a clown. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's really tough. And I feel like this year I've been on, I've been on a kick of trying new different mineral, n- mineral formulas to see if I can find one that I like. Mm. I have not. So write to me <laughs> <laughs> with your suggestions. <laughs> if you swear by one where it's not drying and there's no white cast. I'm not tan. Uh, there's plenty that make me look like I'm auditioning for something very uh, theatrical. Actually, did you try the Elta MD? The, U- the pure mineral Yeah, the UV, the mineral I use. I like the Elta MD non-mineral <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Their mineral's okay, but actually, 
I've never tried their uh, 100% mineral one. Because mm. whatever one I try, it's like zinc oxide. It's zinc oxide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's sunscreens. Next yes. thing. Moisturizers. Do you change it up during summer, Victoria? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So wintertime. Um, yeah. Uh, to be honest with Chemist Confessions, I am just Aquafix and Mr. Reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, summertime is very much just Mr. Reliable. That's all I need. Um, and then even in the daytime, like I mentioned, sometimes, um, especially in humid climates, uh, sunscreen's really all I need. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the nature of it. Like, you can tell I am breaking out. It is because <laughs> my skin is adapting to a new climate and, you know, it's the nature of oily skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I have to be more mindful during mm-hmm. winter, right? Mm-hmm. It's about being... A little gross <laughs> about taking that balm and just go. Yep, I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. But the next day, your skin is like glowing. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Occlusives. It. Uh, this is where, if we want to talk about sleep, sleeping mask in general, <laughs> the OG sleeping mask is you take a tub of petrolatum and you just it's go. It's true. It's true. Sealing moisture for the night. Um, but yeah, during summer, I don't do that anymore. I don't need to do that. But. I will say actually my uh, my staple is Aquafix. Mm-hmm. Whatever I put over Aquafix, I do have to put a moisturizer over Aquafix or an oil. But um, I take I actually take this time to experiment with what I put over Aquafix to mm-hmm. see what works well for me. But if I don't have that layer of humectants, I still feel really dry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a weird game of finding the right occlusive for me during this time because this is when I'm like, I I. I do, I can't stand the bomb anymore. For it's real. just too much. Yeah. Um, but Side too- note, actually, for those uh, for our new listeners, um, humectants are the water-based molecules. Yes. Um, we always forget. Oh yes. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> no no no. We uh, yeah we we have a bad habit of just. <laughs> this is what we use. So yeah. they're your water grabbers, yeah. and common ingredients are hyaluronic acid, mm. um, glycerin, your NMFs, that glycol, your propylene glycol, butylene glycol. Um, humic, humectant, sodium PCA. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you if you have any routine questions about if you are using enough of it or using too much of it, um, just messages. Yeah. All right. So that covers moisturizers. Um, let's yeah, let's move on to actives. Like, is there anything we need to keep in mind in that department? Summer is a delicate time. <laughs> Whatever you do to not anger your right. skin is a good idea. Yeah. So I I would say I still exfol- chemical exfoliate mm-hmm. during this time. Um, but that's because I know exactly how my skin is going to do. Mm-hmm. Right? So my, um, for those of you new, my skin is very, very acid tolerant. So I know like how much glycolic acid my skin can handle. So during the summer... It's not an issue. I never peel with it. I just make sure that it's sunscreen okay. But if you're new to stuff like chemical exfoliants and retinoids, just chill a little bit on the concentration. Yeah, I think, um, first of all, you you better have solid sunscreen habits Mm -hmm. (laughs) before you uh, start, you know, fully using your AHAs and retinols during summer. Um, If you don't have that down, then you need to cut those actives out mm-hmm. um and then yeah i i think i agree it's like it's not a great time to really up those concentrations mm-hmm. um 
I guess unless you're quarantining. Yeah, so my project this year is to try to ring retinol. Mm-hmm. And my skin, it Victoria has seen it, it gets red and it like peels off. Like like blooming onion status mm-hmm. just peels off. And in the past couple of months after experimenting, I perfected, nah, perfect, perfecting is a strong word, but I found that balance where I can feel there's some shedding but no irritation whatsoever. So I'm gonna stick with that. I'm not gonna up it. So w- during winter, I what I would do is I'll find that balance and then I will push that boundary a little bit. I'll try it one more time during the week, or I'll move up in percent percentage. Yeah. It doesn't work very well. Um, so during summer, that's when I stop that kind of experimentation. Yeah. So I think the other thing that we forgot to mention is uh, pigmentation. Yes. Uh, so summer is about maintenance and not making it worse. It's not quite the season to go hand with the hydroquinone, the kojic acid to really tackle it. Yeah. Because the reality is sun just makes it worse. Yeah, I mean, pigmentation is so stubborn mm-hmm. of a skin concern. Um, it takes a ton of patience and diligence. And so we really recommend like save your really intense pigmentation routine for fall mm-hmm. or when you're seeing less sun because uh your actives already have it hard enough yeah. so to spend all that money and time trying to fight that when you might as well just make sure you can prevent new pigmentation and leave it for fall um it just it's a more practical way of fighting it and we oftentimes get a lot of like questions during the summer it's like oh this is so disappointing i use like all these products in my routine yeah it doesn't work um it doesn't seem to fade and that's honestly that's the truth it's just you're in the sun a lot it's that's the nature of it so yeah and if you want to uh if you want to have a good general upkeep routine during the summer just vitamin c and sunscreen in the morning mm-hmm. and vitamin c does have some like light um, brightening powers to mm-hmm. it anyway um and then at night a light chemical exfoliation right. and we're talking about starting at five to eight percent mm-hmm. if you want to know more about that just refer back to our acids episode i think yeah. it's two episodes ago oh, better memory than me <laughs> <laughs> I <try>. refer back <laughs> refer back <laughs> all right um and let's end it on confession time. <laughs> confession o'clock. Sue, what Actually, are you? Nothing to prepare for. This. Oh, uh, Victoria has nothing to confess because she has been perfect with her skincare. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, I just haven't prepared one. I, there's a lot, but I would say that probably for me, my cop out answer is just how lazy I've been with cleansing during our stay at home. <laughs> It's the truth. I don't go outside very much. So there are days where it's just miraculous that I've washed my face. <laughs> it's true. There are, te- there are days we have meetings, mm-hmm. we hop on calls, and both of us just... just <laughs> the effort de- decreases ex- exponentially every week. <laughs> I mean, it was already work to to even like brush my hair for this episode because it's been so long since we've needed to groom ourselves yeah so i joke that every week during a life sesh that's my weekly reminder to pluck my eyebrows it's not a joke it's an actual reminder to be like, Ooh. <laughs> so yeah so that's my confession my confession anything during quarantine i think for me it's 
so we we always preach don't over irritate your skin mm. like irritation doesn't mean it's working but during this time of like trying to ring retinol sometimes like once i get to a point where i stop shedding i'm like oh so gotten stronger yeah it can more take resilient. more now so i'm gonna use it one more time for it. <laughs> <laughs> like I just like you, you get trained right because mm-hmm. because you're so used to looking for that shedding mm-hmm. once your skin's acclimated to it you don't see that anymore you feel like oh okay that means I can take more mm-hmm. and you ignore your own advice about not yep. overdoing it and just leave it alone and you just have to go for that third one especially during quarantine you don't have to see anyone so you don't really feel too bad showing your boyfriend your blooming onion face so it's <laughs> the truth the truth and i think that's especially when everyone's like now has more time to think about self-care yeah. it's too easy there's yeah. just too much there's too many products at your hands that you can oh get and into. that's another thing is like getting too casual about layering a bunch of different things mm. you're like i'm at home i should try new products and like it doesn't it doesn't help that it's our job to know what's out there yeah. and try new products yeah. so usually when we're on the road victoria and i especially I have a very, uh, very fundamental fallback routine, mm-hmm. like a very safe, I know this works for me type of routine. But when I'm a, when I was on quarantine, all bets are off. <laughs> so true. All right. So from our confessions, uh, do wash your face and don't get too crazy with the actives. <laughs> don't be like us. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a chemist. Don't be a chemist. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now for my favorite moment. <gasps> we breaking it up. It's time to break animal fact and i did not look at it ahead of time i didn't she's like oh i'm so happy about this one so i'm like okay i'll let it be a surprise <laughs> yeah we we take turns picking animals so today i have one that was perfect and i think gloria would really enjoy <laughs> um so today i'd like to talk about the meritus volans the who? <laughs> um it is actually part of the jumping spider family Why? <laughs> i know i'm not a spider person myself but i recently while browsing youtube stumbled upon this video and it is wonderful that so it's a weird algorithm that lets you there <laughs> i know um so it's actually commonly known as the peacock spider and is found in australia and I know what you're thinking. Say no more. <laughs> I know, I know. You're thinking that in Australia it's probably huge. But actually, this guy's actually quite small. Um, it's 0.3 inches in length. So probably That's not bigger said. than... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, tragic. <laughs> Very disappointing. Um, but yeah, so it probably won't be bigger than um, the width of a pen, you know, basically. Um, so um, the reason why it's called a peacock spider is because on the males, they actually have a very colorful flap on their ab, like that covers their abdomen. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's usually like blue and orange. It's very brightly colored. So the most no- the noteworthy thing that I want to share with Gloria about <laughs> is actually their mating ritual. Um, so the males actually have to endure something called the runaway sexual selection um come again i know <laughs> it means they actually have to risk death to mate i uh, like the praying mantis style yes exactly and so when they find a female um 
these females aren't actually very uh, friendly. So even just upon encountering, um, they usually already want to like kill the male. <laughs> um, but the way that they woo the lady is by doing a dance. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so what it does is it raises two of its legs, one on each side, and it raises like the flap, the colorful flap, and it just like waves Distracts around them. like this and does a dance, and then it shakes its legs. Oh. So imagine it like going like this, waving its flap, and yeah, just going around shaking and dancing for don't the lady. Don't eat me! Don't eat me! Exactly. So the the saddest thing is if the female doesn't like the dance, they'll try to kill them, and so these oh, males no. actually have to dance and dodge death (laughs) (laughs) so it's really sad and (laughs) so and the thing is the dance is actually really cute if you ever have some time just like google the peacock spider on youtube and you watch their dance they look like a very enthusiastic y in the ymca (laughs) (laughs) don't eat me i'm so cute don't exactly um so anyways that's uh that's the animal I want to share. The <laughs> saddest thing is um, all things could go well. Let's say the woman, the female spider loves a dance, allows him to mate. Um, after, the female may still kill the spider. <laughs> like, yeah, you've served your purpose. Exactly. I'm good now. Yeah, so Yikes. it's brutal. Yikes. And uh, so for those of you that are single out there, just be thankful you're not the spider. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a rough world out there. That's, I don't know if that's an uplifting ending. We have collected a lot of good questions over the past couple of months. And we've answered a lot of good questions on our live sessions too. So thank you for that. Big shout out to It's Angel here and Bro Potato. I feel like yeah. they ask really good questions yeah. and just help us with our... Help every, us, yeah. yeah, every one of those turn into hour-long sessions. And we always are like, oh, okay, let's like keep this short and sweet. Mm-hmm. But then people just... I mean, people really know their stuff. So mm-hmm. it's always great. Yeah, and if you... If you want us to do different stuff on the live session, also let us know. Um, yeah, it's really just to keep the conversation open, have people ask each other and ask yeah. us about skincare. Yeah. So yeah, Q&A time. All right, mm-hmm. first so up. first question. Um, we recently got a question on mineral sunscreen recommendations. And um, I thought this was really interesting because it's kind of every case that... It's like every skin... Uh, quirk that makes it very hard to find a sunscreen mm-hmm. so this person's asking for a mineral sunscreen recommendation for irritated sensitive skin type um, from what they were describing this person has tried them all but has found a lot of minerals to be too heavy splotchy or left the skin with like a very orange hue because a lot of the minerals are tinted mm. um so yeah, and the one, um, like I mentioned before, he said, uh, same thing, um, love the Murad, but it was too expensive. So um, he was asking us, like, do we have a recommendation? And I think for us, this is where we realized that um, 
the next logical thing is if you are struggling with an SPF 50 mineral, um, there's nothing wrong with dialing it down to an SPF 30 right. so that you can reapply. And, and it's more important to get that coverage over a longer period of time than only having coverage for two hours. Mm-hmm. So, and then we realized we don't know of a good SPF 30. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you know, that's such a good point. Yeah. I didn't realize this on how Victoria was like, do you know a good mineral yeah. SPF 30? Yeah. Because people for a long time have been so obsessed chasing the number. Mm-hmm. It got to a point where they have to ban claiming SPF mm-hmm. 99 or 100. Um, and it became a, a 50 became the standard. You have to be 50 or 50 plus. But then... If the trade-off is that you don't want to apply it, what's the point of right. having SPF 50? Right, exactly. So um, that would actually be our... We, we wanted to share this. So for those that are struggling mm-hmm. with minerals, um, there's nothing wrong with dialing it down mm-hmm. um, to give you more options. Um, and if you find those options, do share. Because we realize mm-hmm. that it's, you know, ultimately... It, it, that he kind of this question captures everything that we struggle with with mm-hmm. minerals is that it does get heavy it does get it does make skin feel a little congested after too many layers so um yeah anyways uh next question there are studies that have shown that vitamin c absorbs and stays in skin for 72 hours so does that mean i need to use it daily so that was a really mm. good question that i liked um so based on the study, it suggested that you might not need vitamin C serums daily. Um, but then if you look at, so the way we look at things is how are the clinicals actually mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. So most of the clinicals out there that shows uh, vitamin C's skin protectant, um, skin protectant is a poor choice of words, uh, vitamin C's uh, free radical fighting power, collagen synthesis promotion, um, skin brightening benefits, all of those are done with a routine that uses it at least once a day. Mm-hmm. So if those, so we base on usage, we base usage suggestions on actual clinical data. Yeah. So even though this one theor- theoretical paper suggests that you don't have to use it every day, we say based on um, the clinicals, the way it's performed, still use it daily. Yes. The only the only reason we wouldn't use it daily is if your skin is a little vitamin C sensitive, then maybe try to either dilute it or use it every other day just mm-hmm. to be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. So yes. Yep. At the end of the day, you want to follow the clinical that's testing it for those those concerns and shows you those results. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, um, someone asked, have you guys ever done a post on niacinamide? I swear my skin <laughs> hates it, and I don't know how because it seems like the wonder ingredient. Oh, I love this question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my skin's very indifferent to it. <laughs> um, we classify niacinamide, vitamin C, or L-ascorbic acid, mm. AHAs like glycolic acid, mm. and retino- retinoids. As like the big four of skincare because mm. they are one they are some of the most um most backed up ingredients for skin benefits out there <clears throat> all the other three retinoids um vitamin c ahas if i cut out my routine i feel a difference i know a difference in my skin nice for me like i don't know what it does yeah yeah but granted like I feel like your skin is very resilient despite yes. being dry. Yeah. So I I do feel like niacinamide is a great component if you are in 
in conjunction with like a retinoid right um so but uh the other thing i do want to touch on is that uh this is a perfect example of what works for you doesn't mean it works for another person right and that's totally fine Mm -hmm. and so i would tell her if your skin hates it then your skin hates it there's another yeah don't bother trying to you can try dialing it down but if you've tried everything like there's nothing wrong with just like finding a solid moisturizer to cover your skin barrier help Mm -hmm. um and find your, you know, people tout it for pigmentation and whatnot. And you can find other, there are other actives out there. So I would say, like, don't lose hope if you can't use it. Yeah, and just one more thing to add, though, to dial back down. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the problem we have with niacinamide mm-hmm. is for some reason, currently, it seems like the standard is 10%. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at actual scientific data, m- most niacinamide studies are tested between like 4 and 5%, as low as 2%. 2% yeah. has great data. Yeah. So what that might mean is, I don't know which product you're using, but if you're using a 10%, it could very well be. So niacinamide also has a very signature film um, after mm. you apply it. So it might be you're using something that's com- that's giving you entirely way too much niacinamide. Yeah. So dilute it if it doesn't work for you like Victoria said not everything works for everyone it's about um it's about finding the combination that works for you you are truly the expert of Mm -hmm. your skin and so you should listen to that Mm -hmm. you know over whatever people tout as the miracle skincare ingredient yeah and the thing is like so if niacinamide like me if it doesn't doesn't do anything that I can visually see but based on data, I can say, oh, I think it's helping me long term. Mm-hmm. It's good enough. But if, like you said, your skin hates it and it's irritating your yeah. skin, not worth it. Yep. Agreed. So that wraps up our woo, episode, episode 13. Um, wow. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a long time. We, we, we had to, you know, it, we got a little rusty. We're, you know, we're only going to get back into the grind of things. But um, thanks for your patience. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, next week, Mm -hmm. we don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) So help us out. (laughs) Ask us to talk about something. It's Gloria's turn to talk about animals, so it's probably something that's, uh, really terrifying and likes to claw cars. You talked about, (laughs) you talked about spiders. I don't, I, poor peacock spider. I object. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you have any questions, you know where to find us. We hope this episode was helpful for you guys. And yeah, definitely write to us. Um, Send in your suggestions for next episode. And we'll talk to you guys soon. See you next week. And it will not be three months. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.